Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, happy Tuesday, my friends, and welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin with the fallout from the Mikel Arteta derby, where Rafa Benitez's Everton, is that how you say it? Rafa Benitez's Everton? Rafa Benitez's Everton. Rafa, but where Rafa's Everton won at home to Arsenal. This is how they reacted on the sports bar. Everton 2, Arsenal 1. They fought both Arsenal and VAR to get the three points in a mad night on Merseyside. Nobody can complain about the commitment, the desire, the effort of the players. Today, I think that the fans, they could appreciate that from the first minute. So I think that they stick with the team. Today is another proof that if we are together, we are stronger. And it's what we have to do until the end of the season, if it's possible, to be sure that the the players give everything on the pitch. We prepare the games properly and the fans uh, can support the team and enjoy at the end of every game. One team that wants it more than the other. And I haven't seen that from an Everton team for a long time. And that's true. That's how it is. You might not like it, Arsenal, but that's how it is. Tonight, we wanted it more. Damari Gray scored an absolute world-class goal because he is an absolute fantastic player. Damari Gray and the roof has lifted off Goodison Park. They've had to deal with Two awful VAR calls. He has, he or she has no idea when the ball actually leaves Decore's foot. It is a nonsense. They have improved much of VAR. This continues to be a stain on the game. The first goal that was disallowed looked looked like it might have been an injustice. That one did too. Because if those two goals are ruled off and it's gone against my team, yeah. it's rewarding, shocking defending and you don't pay your money to go and watch a game of football where you've seen two I think perfectly good goals ruled out because of a shoulder or a toenail so change the law VAR had a look at an incident where Godfrey is studs went right across the face of Tommy Yasu it looked really ugly when you saw it in real time but VAR looked at it and told Mike Dean that actually it wasn't a red card is it a sending off for me yes but can VAR get involved on that the only way that I can see why the, the VAR did not get involved is proving because Godfrey I think cleverly or cheeky whatever you want to do I think takes his eye where his feet are standing and I if I was an Arsenal fan I would be booing at that because that for me is a red all day every day we had that moment on the 27th minute the fan groups had uh, planned for many to walk out or turn their back on the game Les were you one of those that was going to walk out in 27 minutes 
No, about 30 people walked out on 27 minutes. And you know what happened? Everybody stood up and started cheering the team. Well, losing today is tough because um, we lost at uh, Old Trafford. But uh, we had the feeling that we should have got much more from the game. And today we would have been at our level, we would have won the game. And um, the reality is that we weren't for a big part of the game and not consistent enough. And when that happens away from home and you give something to the opponent, very difficult to win a game in the Premier League. So um, very disappointed today. Arteta is not a coach. The new Manchester United coach got them playing in half a game. But Arteta does not know how to handle those players. I mean, I can't believe it. They brought Shaka back. He hasn't even played a reserve game. He was the reason we did so badly in our first three games this season. And he brings him straight back. What does Shaka do? for these managers. Now, staying with Everton, or the Toffees, as some people refer to them as, the club's director of football, Marcel Brands, left the club at the weekend as owner Fahid Mashiri attempts to tackle the crisis surrounding the Toffees. There you go, there's the word, the Toffees, written by producer Tom. Simon Moni Moni Jordan had a few things to say, of course he did, about the way things have been run at Goodison Park in the last few years. Probably using long words so normal football fans like me and you lot out there don't understand what he's saying, but we all know what words like. Um, <clears throat> anyway, here's Simon Jordan with some long words. The problem with Everton Football Club is Mashiri. I think Mashiri has spent money. I'm not sure he spent as much money as people think he has, because I think if you look at the net spend against the gross spend, I think there's a difference. I think his transfer deals will be bad, but I think Mashiri doesn't know how to run Everton Football Club. Now, I'm not suggesting that I'm the Oracle because I had successes and failures in equal measure, probably. But sitting back and looking at it objectively, I would have loved the opportunity to have owned a football club that Everton with all the potential behind it because you've got more opportunity to get it right than you've got to get it wrong. From the managers that he's employed to the transfers that he's sanctioned, mm. I mean, even Benitez. I know Benitez can do a d- decent job, but who in their right minds brings Benitez to Everton under the auspice of Everton fans pushing back against the fact that Benitez wasn't just a Liverpool manager, he was an iconic Liverpool manager that was inextricably indexed to Liverpool. You're reading the room wrong. You've got no youth development policy, you've got no managerial policy, you've got no director of football policy, you've got no financial policy. Which part of Bashiri's ownership of Everton is good? Now, can Antonio Conte's Spurs side reach the top four in the Premier League? <laughs> Oh, there's no need for that. Well, according to former Tottenham midfielder James O'Hara, they have a massive chance of playing Champions League football next season. I think he means Europa Conference League football next season. But let's have a listen. Spurs, mathematically, if you beat Burnley, we're fourth. Yeah. We're fourth. By the way. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm with you. why am I not allowed to say we can get Champions League football? Because we are there. We're right in the hunt for 100%. It. You're, so, you're, you're well within your rights, mate. Look, absolutely. I mean, we're speaking about, obviously, Man United, Ranjit coming in. Arsenal were sitting fifth there, looking good. Why not? Spurs win their game in hand, they go fourth. Exactly. We've what, got, we've got Antonio Conte as the manager, yeah. who's only going to accept driving and pushing and trying yeah. to get into it. And, you know, we've got Harry Kane, we've got Son, we've got a good side. We played well yesterday. We're still a little bit open, Spurs, but... Why am I not allowed to say Spurs can get in the Champions League? We can. Oh, no, you can say it. You can absolutely say it. As well, long as it everyone doesn't... thinks it's like a mockery that I'm saying that we can get Champions League. Well, I think maybe it's when you lose to teams like Mura that, that people... Yeah, but, all right, but that was a B team and I dug the players out and I felt a bit bad now digging because I went a bit hard. It was <laughs> shocking. It was so bad. The players 
were a disgrace. I'll, I'll have my rant, and then we can have a bit of banter. Warning, this vehicle is reversing. Antonio Conte can win a trophy this year at Spurs. He can. Whether it's the Carabao Cup, the Europa Conference League, we can get through the group. I think we can go and win a trophy this season. And, and top four, why not? If you win the Europa Conference League, will you have an open-top bus parade? Well, myself, just, <laughs> just, Jamie's just me, parking. just me. I love that. Just me. I'll drive it for you. Come on, lads. <laughs> Is that how I sound? I you sound like. <laughs> Come on, lads. Now, Liverpool manager Jurgen Klippity Klopp insists everyone is clear on what they want from Mohamed Salah's contract negotiations. Of course, that's for him to sign it. He's approaching the final 18 months of his current deal and has said in an interview in his home country, Egypt, that the decision is in the hands of those running the club. Clippity Klopp is confident, or clomfident, that doesn't work, does it? The issues will get sorted. We are talking and whatever, extending a contract with a player of uh, like Mo is, is not a thing you do. In a, um, you meet for a cup of tea in the afternoon and find agreement, that's completely normal. There's really nothing else to say about Mo speaks about it when he gets asked about it. I can only say a few things because all the rest is not for the public, obviously. I'm not sure if he gave the interview in, in English or if it got translated from English uh, from um, Arabic into English and that is a massive issue how we saw in the last few days again. So that you that really a lot of things can happen when, when somebody tries to do that. And Mo is fine, I'm fine. I think what we want, what we all want is clear and things like this need time. That's it. Now German police are investigating Jude Bellingham's comments on referee Felix Zweier after Borussia Dortmund's loss to Bayern Munich. Bellingham referenced the official's previous suspension as part of a match-fixing scandal in 2005. Simon Jordan was fuming that the England international thought he had a right to make those claims post-match. So the referee 15, 16 years ago isn't necessarily someone complicit in match-fixing and was an architect of it. He was associated with people that possibly he should have spoken out about. Right? So you go forward 16 years, the German FA have decided that he's not a recidivist, he's been redeemed. You've got an 18-year-old footballer that thinks he's got a right to drag him back into a situation 15 years ago that he's got no prior knowledge of, he's not aware of, and that's good sense. It's good sense to put the kid in front of the cameras. Jude Bellingham comes from a background where his father's a police officer. He should look at things in a certain way and have the advantage point of saying, maybe that wasn't the wisest thing for me to have done. And Danny can talk about the idea that I might have said things, but you're dragging things up that are incredibly beyond your reach to suggest that you can, under any circumstance, you can turn around and say that referee was crap and suffered the consequences for it, right? You can turn around and say those decisions were as poor as they can be. Yeah. You cannot, under any auspice, whoever you are, drag up the, the idea that you about a, a person's background when you don't even know it. On to my show now, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time, where we were joined by the new managing director of cricket at Yorkshire, TalkSport's very own Darren Goff. He gave us an exclusive interview, how we got that, I'll never know, and revealed his ambition for the club. We have to face these issues, you know. We have to make positive actions. I think that's going to be the biggest thing that people are going to be looking at. Because we're going to be watched by the sporting world, not just in this country, but around the world. We have to make a difference. I think that's going to be obvious. We have to take everyone at Yorkshire, no, no matter where they are from, on a journey engage them, listen to them. And I know this is such a big job because of that. I really, really do. But we do need to rebuild. I think that's quite obvious. 
We need to rebuild a culture and make Yorkshire County Cricket Club a better, more inclusive place, Andy. I think that's what it comes down to. I think it's quite obvious. That's what I see as the vision uh, for the club at this moment in time. On now to the England captain, Joe Root, ahead of the first Ashes test, getting underway at the Gabba tonight, would you believe? Rooty, who plays for Yorkshire, or Yorkie, was also asked about the impending arrival of Goffey, or, I just said Goffey, as the county's director of cricket. I want to do everything I can to, to help move the club forward and welcome any any of those phone calls. I've already reached out to, to Lord Patel and you know, if Goffey was to call, absolutely, I would take that phone call. You're going to bowl first? Uh, yeah, we want to toss, we'll have a bowl, yeah. yeah. What's the thinking? Uh, there's a little bit in it. Uh, I want to give our young bowling attack best chance of uh, a bit of grass on the wicket. I've not had a look at the pitch yet. Uh, we've obviously just got here ourselves, so um, I'll have another look at it. We'll have a look if it is green. Let's see how it looks again tomorrow and obviously on the morning of the game. So no, I've not got any clear idea on, on what I want to do at at the toss as yet. On to comedian Jack Whitehall on The Breakfast Show, demanding that Ali McCoy commentates on everything, not just football. Just hearing Ali's voice this week, and then with the fixtures at the weekend again, can I just be the person that speaks for the nation when I say Ali McCoy on comms? all the time every game i'd have ali doing commentary for like not just football games i'd have you on spring watch royal weddings there is nothing that is not improved by the sound of your voice ali. there's somebody you'd never hear any glass in or anybody north of the border i actually bumped the top of my head That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. Don't, of course, forget to hit that subscribe button. I'm back today on TalkSport on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show with Super Charlie Austin from 4pm. A reminder, there's lots of football coming at you like Cleopatra at 5.45 on TalkSport 2. You can hear RB Leipzig against Man City. At 8pm, you can hear AC Milan against Liverpool. That one's on TalkSport. Or you can hear Real Madrid against Inter Milan. That's on TalkSport 2, which I think I've already said. If I haven't, it's TalkSport 2. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.